3: And you're here. Thanks for choosing the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Your quest for podcasts of the paranormal, supernatural, and the unexplained ends here. We invite you to enjoy all our shows we have on this network. And right now, let's Let's start start with with Shades of the Afterlife with Sandra Sandra Champlain.
4: Hi, I'm Sandra Champlain. For almost 25 years, I've been on a journey to prove the existence of life after death. On each episode, we'll discuss the reasons we now know that our loved ones have survived physical death. And so will we. Welcome to Shades of the Afterlife. So, I got some bad news yesterday. My ex boyfriend died the night before last. He was in a car accident. The family hasn't released too much more information, but I'm sure I'll hear soon. Michael and I broke up almost three years ago, but we were in each other's lives for the better part of 10 years. So I want to dedicate this episode to him. Also, I want to use our show to try to make contact Use all the things that I've been telling you over the past almost two years. And instead of falling prey to being a victim of grief, be proactive, remembering who he is, remembering that he's still alive, remembering that he loved technology. He had a huge sense of humor, larger than life personality. And it's those kind of people that seem to come through first when we're looking for evidence of the afterlife. So Michael, this journey is with you and for you on this episode. And at this moment, I'm not too sure exactly how I'm going to record it. My instinct is to put the message out there to Michael in the hereafter, and either keep you updated every day and do a little bit of this episode every day, or I will tie it all up together at the end of the week and tell you what happened. That part still hasn't been decided just quite yet. Interesting how I met Michael. It was maybe six or eight months after my dad died, and I met a lady who was a dating coach And I've been forever single. Boyfriends have come and gone, haven't lasted very long. And she challenged me. She says, Sandra, there is something stopping you from having a long-term relationship. So I decided to hire her as a coach. And come to find out, looking back on my past relationships, I got my heart broken each and every time. And she said to me, you have such a fear of getting your heart broken That either you stop a relationship real soon or you don't let yourself get fully invested. And looking back in my life, my boyfriend of many, many years, my first boyfriend, dumped me for my very best friend. So sometimes those earliest memories really can scar us for life. One of the things she had me do was go on three dates a week. I had no idea how I was going to do this. And she said, join some of those dating apps, talk to people in your life, and the more experience, the better. And to be honest, I was scared because I was still afraid that this could lead to a heartbreak. And she said, didn't you just tell me your dad died? I said, yes, he did. She says, how bad was the pain? And I said, oh, I loved him so much. It was like nothing I've ever experienced. And she said to me, but you're alive. You've lived through it. And I thought, yes, I have. So she had me tell her some things about my dad and our relationship and these great things that we did together. Then she said, would you have traded all of that in so you wouldn't have gotten your heart broken? And the truth is no. All those years with my dad, we had great love for each other and I would absolutely do it again even though I went through such pain. So she said, you survived that. Do you think you will survive the breakup of a relationship? And it dawned on me, yes, I could. You know that saying, better to have loved and lost than never to have loved at all? Well, I decided to put myself out there. I got a haircut during this time with the dating coach, and I told the hairdresser about this three dates per week challenge. She says, I have a friend named Michael. She says he's not good for a long-term relationship, but he's a lot of fun. And he could fill your quota for one of your three dates during the week. Michael was up for the game. I was up for the game. So the two of us got together for a pizza and some drinks. Come to find out, Michael's dad had died just about a month before my dad had died. We had a lot in common. He and I became good friends very quickly. And started dating each other. And looking back upon it, we probably were better off as friends than trying to make a relationship work. But because the two of us had suffered such devastating loss, we didn't want to lose each other. So we were on and off again for about nine years. We had some amazing travels together. He completely believed in what I was up to. In fact, he wrote a quote inside of my book, We Don't Die. He was very psychic. We'd go to a restaurant and he'd know the names of the waitress's children or how many children she had. We'd be in a cab ride together and he'd know details about the cab driver. So he bought into the reality of the afterlife. So that was nice that he supported me on that. He was a private investigator. And I wanted to help him make his dreams come true. So I helped him create an audio CD. I helped him create two little fun books about his alter ego. Even drove down to Washington, D.C. to get them in the Library of Congress. We created a lot of memories. However, in the end, we weren't a match. His lifestyle versus my lifestyle, we couldn't fit in and we decided to not go forward with it. We each had love for each other, but we weren't a fit. So for this episode, instead of me being a victim of a person I've loved very much who is no longer here, I thought perhaps Michael might want to do an experiment with me. Truth be told, I have a lot of pain in my heart right now. I'm in a state of shock, like I just can't believe it. 54 years old is too young to go. But I thought, here I am currently with 95, this being 96 episodes of Shades of the Afterlife. My other podcast, We Don't Die Radio, has 384 episodes at this time of recording. Who better than me? to ask for signs from a loved one. Use my toolbox, my arsenal, whether it's electronic voice phenomena or what I know about signs and how they communicate to be in touch. Now it's up to Michael. We continue our personalities when we migrate to the spirit world. So it's up to him. But that request is out there. Yesterday, we had our Sunday gathering, and a nice fellow named Craig gave the address. The topic was freedom, freedom to be who we are in the world. And even though I wasn't a match for Michael, he played full out to be the type of person he wanted to be and do the things he wanted to do. So that's why we're here on Earth, to be fully ourselves. A couple of things happened yesterday that gave me this little nudge that maybe he'd like to participate with me. His nickname for me was pretty girl. I thought that was sweet. Pretty girl, he'd always call me. Yesterday, I received an email from just one of those bulk senders and the title was pretty girl. Now instead of it trying to sell me anything, there was simply a picture of a pretty child. So, It didn't really make sense because there was nothing more than that. But pretty girl was the subject line. I'm taking that as a sign. Also yesterday, I got a whiff of his cologne. Now, not just his cologne, but you know how people have their own individual smells. Well, Michael did too. And out of the blue, all of a sudden, there was the whiff of it. Before I went to bed last night, I reviewed some pictures of the two of us and I have lots of videos, hundreds of them, in fact, from our travels. And I feel that looking at someone, whether it's a picture or a video, is the knock on the door or picking up the phone to say, hey, I'm here to communicate. And so that's my game for the next few days. Today's Monday, my show gets uploaded to iHeartRadio on a Friday, and we'll see how this goes. I'm signed up with Mike Dooley's thoughts of the day from tut.com, and today said, look to what you're afraid of, Sandra, to learn where you can grow. And for me, I'm taking that as I can really grow by using Michael's death to help you and me realize that our loved ones are still around. So just before we go to our first break, I just want to make an announcement. George Nori and Coast to Coast AM are the proud sponsors of this show. You can meet George Nori live at one of the upcoming events. George Nori, of course, is the great host of the mega show Coast to Coast AM. In October, he's going to be in Everett, Washington. And in March of 2023, he's going to be in Sedona, Arizona. All you need to do is go to coasttocoastam.com, click on events, and then you can see all the great things coming up. Here's a quick quote that you might like written by writer and clergyman, Norman Vincent Peale, back in the early 1900s. Physical death is a transitional step in the total life process. The soul, which does not die, having finished with the earthly body, moves to a higher level of life where it grows under greatly enhanced circumstances. So let's go for our first break, and when we come back, There's going to be an update on the world of Michael. You're listening to Shades of the Afterlife on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM. Paranormal Podcast Network.
2: Stay right there. There's
1: more Sandra coming right up.
5: This show is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. Time flies. In a blink, 2024 is halfway over. What's something you've accomplished this year that you're proud of? Maybe you made it out of bed and to work every day. Or maybe you started shedding some old habits that were weighing you down. But even when you're making progress, life can feel like it's moving too fast. No one can slow time down, but therapy can give you a moment every week to hit pause, set intentions, and reset. Therapy is a guaranteed time to check in on how you're feeling, what you want to do more of, and what you want to change. BetterHelp offers affordable online therapy on a schedule that works for you. Connect with a licensed therapist by text, phone, or video call. You can start the sign-up process in minutes and switch therapist anytime. Take a moment. With BetterHelp, visit BetterHelp.com/shades today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp hel shades
3: You're listening to the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. The
0: following is a high five moment from HighFiveCasino.com.
3: I won! Yahoo! And now back to Sandra Champlain and Shades of the Afterlife.
4: Welcome back to Shades of the Afterlife. I'm Sandra Champlain, and on this episode, I'm recording it over a series of days. My ex-boyfriend, Michael, passed away in a car accident a few days ago. And instead of going into what my mind's telling me, which is guilt and grief and what could have been and, you know, down that road, I decided to be proactive with so many hours and so many years of afterlife evidence and giving advice and what to do how to be in connection with our loved one i decided to take my own advice now i have to be honest there is grief even though i haven't seen him in a couple of years i looked at the calendar and it was a good nine years that we were together Sometimes on, or most of the times on, um, but sometimes off. While my grief isn't like when my dad passed away or my grandmother passed away, it's still there. So there have been some tears, but what really is coming up for me is my lack of concentration and my memory right now stinks. It is so hard to get one project done because my mind just can't hold on to it. Interesting fact about grief. We lose so many of the healthy brain chemicals and they're rapidly depleting when we grieve. And some of them really do monitor our mood. They monitor our memory. So it makes sense to me. So I'm being very easy on myself, understanding that this is what I'm experiencing. Now, our journey in a relationship was a rocky road. And at the end, I just had to make the decision that we were better off apart than together. I know there's two sides to every story, but we just had some habits that we couldn't live with with each other. And I do firmly believe when someone passes away, we go through a life review not a judgment, not heaven for you, hell for you. I don't believe in hell. I believe hell is right here on earth and fighting our inner demons, in fact. But when we go through this life review, we actually get to see our impact on other people from their perspective. So while I believe that Mike has gone through this, I'm sure on his side, he saw exactly how I felt. And I have had a lot of compassion for him knowing his past and what made him into who he was, I guess, still is because he's still around. Part of my advice when looking for signs from a loved one is to be present. I have a calendar that every day you can tear off a different quote and The one that I recently got was when there's forgiveness present and compassion, it just helps you live so much easier. And so I feel that with Michael, there is compassion, there's forgiveness, there's love, there's forgiveness for myself. We all do the things we know to do and the best things we know to do at the time we do them. Another thing is on Mondays, There's a class with Scott Milligan, who's the world's leading physical medium, and he's also a trance medium. You've heard me play some of the recordings of him on past episodes. Well, in our class, he did a guided meditation and had us sit in a room and invite our loved ones in. And it really was a very clear experience that I got to see Michael, see his face right in front of me feel the stubble of his beard, hold his hand, and I felt very, very close to him. And that reminded me that I recorded episode 93 for you, which is a series of different meditations. And at the end, you get to reun with your loved one in the spirit world. I listened to that as well. And... My favorite place in the world is Cabo San Lucas, Mexico, and I had been there with him. And so it was very easy to put myself on the beach in a lounge chair, talking to him and being with him. It was so clear. It felt so real. One of the things I talk about is how you feel like it's just your imagination. And so I keep catching myself saying, oh, it's just my imagination. And that's one of the warnings that I have is we human beings will chalk everything up to our imagination, but that's how our loved ones communicate. And things take time. He's still him with his own personality. And there's nothing to say that he's going to want to give me signs 24 hours a day, seven days a week. He's got plenty of friends out there in the world that loved him dearly that I'm sure he is in touch with. In fact, one of the gals who let me know about his death did not know many of the details, except for a car accident. And she didn't know how she was going to find out. And she called me yesterday, and she says, you're never going to believe this. In the city of Boston, which is pretty big, she ended up pulling into a pharmacy to pick up a few things. Well, Michael's sister pulled in at the same exact time, and she was able to ask questions. So she had to call me to say, it had to be a sign. in a big city like Boston how the two of them could pull in at the very same time. So we got some questions answered, which I won't divulge just because of the family here today. Last night before I went to bed, I tried to do an electronic voice phenomena EVP recording. didn't work. I scoured through my room to try to find my digital tape recorder. Can't find it. I am living with my mom right now. And my main home is a couple hours from here. And I'm pretty darn sure I left it at my other house. Why I tell you this is I feel that electronic voice phenomena works doing these recordings because when you record the sound of, I used raindrops last night, our loved ones can rearrange the sound within the recorder if they choose to and leave us messages People that have tried to do this on iPhones and computers, that may not always work. All I had was my iPhone, so I decided to try a recording on that. Now, again, it could be a number of things. It could be the iPhone that doesn't work. It could be Michael just isn't participating right now. It could be that he tried and it was so weak he couldn't get through. There could be several different things. So for me, I'm going to try again today. My gut instinct is I don't have the right recorder, but you know what? We are products of 2022. He was really big into technology, so it doesn't hurt to try. Now, something important to do is to stay in the present moment. Our mind wants to go through the past and very often wants to put in thoughts of guilt and what could have and should have been done differently, Well, again, we did everything we knew to do at the time, so that doesn't work. But staying present, I got this little thought, listen to music. Music is a great way people can come through. So I turned on the radio, and the first song that came on was Brian Adams' Heaven. Listening to the words, which is important to do, it's a song about in our younger years and the things we did together, and now we're in heaven. That hit me as a little message, a little sign. Again, was it him? Was it my imagination? Does it matter? Because did it make me feel better? Absolutely, it did. I've often said too, a way to knock on the door of heaven and let them know that you're thinking about them is to look at pictures, talk to them, be open for thoughts that come into your mind or memories I took some time before I went to bed and I actually scrolled through many years of text messages and also a lot of photographs. And he and I did a lot of traveling together. I got to remember so many good times. This is an interesting thing that happened. I kept hearing in my mind, in his voice, oh, and remember we did this? Remember we did this? It was like he was with me looking at the pictures, and reminding me of the different things we did together. Our Sunday gathering is one of the most powerful things that I have to witness every week. And our mediums are not vague. They don't say, I've got your mom here and she had an M name. No, 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 no. While mainly names aren't important and those don't come through, the personality and the things that people did together comes through. And also, It's so obvious that those folks in the spirit world are alive with us in our life because through the mediums, they're saying, yesterday, I was with you when you did this. Every morning, I see you kiss my photograph. You know, whatever those things are, they're right there. So for me to be able to witness this every single week is a gift to me to let me know that Michael is still around healthy, well, he gets to pick his best age. He's with his parents, and I know he had a number of friends that went before him. Does it make it easier for us left back here on earth? Yes and no. Grief is something that is so real and so different for each one of us that we do have to honor and respect the time that it takes. When I look at my thought of the day for today, it says, you can't live your life for other people. You've got to do what's right for you, even if it hurts some people you love. And that was profound to me because when I did make that decision that we're better apart than we are together, it was a time where I knew we each had to live our own life and what's important to us and be apart. And it was comforting to hear that in the message. I took a little sneak peek at my message for tomorrow and it says, music washes away from the soul, the dust of everyday life. And for me, I'm taking that as a sign that keep the music playing and listen to the words. Also, one last thing is he had a very distinct logo for his business. He was a private investigator. And last night in my dream, I was holding a book. And when I went through the pages of the book, One of the advertisements in it was his with that logo. So we're going to take a break and some time is going to pass before I record again. Hopefully I'll have some new details for you. And here's a quick quote by Richard Bach. Don't be dismayed at goodbyes. A farewell is necessary before you can meet again. And meeting again after moments or lifetimes is certain for those who are friends. We'll be right back. You're listening to Shades of the Afterlife on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM, Paranormal Podcast Network.
3: Don't go anywhere. There's more Shades of the Afterlife coming right up.
4: Your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.
2: The best afterlife information you can get while you're online. Shades of the Afterlife with Sandra Champlain.
4: You're listening to the new iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal
5: Podcast Network. Now let's get back to Shades of the Afterlife with Sandra Champlain.
4: Welcome back to Shades of the Afterlife, I'm Sandra Champlain, and quite honestly, I didn't record yesterday like I thought I would to give you updates, but I do have some updates about getting signs from Michael, I really do. The biggest one is a reading that I got, a medium reading, that I got yesterday morning. I want to to start out with a couple of things, most recent things first, and then I'll go to the reading, okay? Okay. Many people believe birds are a sign from their loved ones. And this is a funny, because as I look out my window, I have seven beautiful red cardinals. Now, you might think that that's a sign, but I have three bird feeders and often have cardinals. So there's feathers on the ground, and we have to use our common sense about signs. We really do. So I'm not going to take the birds as a sign. I mentioned in the last segment about listening to music. I have had a light rock and roll station playing as much as I possibly can. Michael and I had some favorite songs together. We also had some entertainers that we had private jokes about. And wouldn't you know today, some of those songs were played. Also, some of the songs that played, I really listened in with a keen ear to the lyrics. And they were so touching. Again, my imagination's trying to fight me saying, oh, it's just a coincidence. But I have to remind myself that messages are very subtle. Do they make a difference? Do they make you feel better? And I have to tell you, these did. Absolutely, they did. Also, I had talked about trying to do another EVP recording, Electronic Voice Phenomena, and I've decided not to try it with my iPhone. I have heard from several people who use something called an EVP Maker. It is software for a Windows-based computer that you can take a voice of someone, and it will chop up the words and rearrange all the sound particles. And so you can do a recording and see if the loved one will rearrange and put them into words. Crazy me, I have a Mac computer, not a Windows-based computer. So I actually ordered a cheap Windows-based laptop. It's gonna arrive tomorrow and see if I can work with Michael in the afterlife and see if we can get some of these recordings, see if we can get his voice. I can't promise you it's going to be for our next segment because I need to upload this episode to iHeartRadio tomorrow morning. But stay tuned, in the next couple of weeks, I'm going to really give this a go and hoping that Michael is participating from the afterlife and wants to try this. I have a sneaky suspicion he will. I want to tell you I woke up this morning from... A wonderful dream. Michael was in the dream being very caring and affectionate. And he was holding my cat, Millie. Now, Millie died several years ago. She was the only cat that I really loved. I never was a cat person, but this cat snuck into my house and she snuck into my heart. And it was devastating when I had to make the decision to put her to sleep because she was very sick. Interestingly enough, the day after I put her to sleep, I had to read my book one final time before it went to print. It's the last thing I wanted to do because anyone who has had pets know that you can love them much more than you love some people, right? I was not in the mood, but I had to do it. So I was deeply grieving. I read my own book, We Don't Die. Not only did it help me understand the grief that I was experiencing, but it gave me that faith that Millie lives on and that I'm going to see her again. So there was a gift in it. I also think I'm finding the gift in Mike's passing. Not that he was meant to die because of helping me. No, I'm not saying that. However, to be proactive and not fall victim to grief and woe is me and what I coulda, shoulda, woulda done differently a couple of years ago... I'm actually reaching out saying, let's have the relationship we never had before. You have now been able to understand me from my perspective. I've forgiven myself. I've forgiven you. And let's move forward. So while it seems like this conversation is just happening in my imagination, I am trusting that he is really listening because I had a medium reading yesterday morning. Catherine Shirley was the medium that did the reading with me. She and her husband Mitch are very close friends with Carrie McLeod and Philip Dykes that are our teachers for our mediumship classes and also are usually the mediums on our Sunday gathering. This coming weekend, Carrie and Phil are busy, so Cath and her husband Mitch are going to be the mediums. I asked Cath if she would try and experiment with me. All I told her is that I had a friend who has just recently passed and wondered if she'd be willing to do a medium reading on me. Now, because we're friends, I was assuming she might say no, but then I thought maybe she'll say yes because she doesn't know anything really about my life. She might've read some things in the book, but she doesn't know any details. And I have to tell you, no one in my circle of friends right now, besides my mom, knows of Michael or the relationship that I had with him. So she said, yes. And when we spoke yesterday, she didn't know if my friend was a male or a female. And in the very beginning, she said, I have a gentleman with me. And when you work with a medium, you should only say yes, no, or I don't know don't volunteer information. We all really want to believe that the medium brings through our loved one. There should be specifics. There should be shared memories. You should feel the emotion. So when she said, it's a man, I'm thinking, yes. (laughs) I said, yes. And she said, he used to tease me about how much I believed in the afterlife. I said, yes. And he wanted to believe and eventually did, but he still wasn't sure. And all that made perfect sense because that's how he talked about it. She says he believes 100% right now. He got over there and said, holy cow, it's all real in more colorful language, as he would say, and told her that it's more real than our reality, that he learned really fast how to communicate because it's important to me, and important to give his friends signs as well. She knew that he had just passed. She knew there hasn't been a service yet. This is all correct, by the way. She said he didn't supply information as to what brought him over there, but there was no suffering. He was here one minute, and over there the next. And that gave me great amount of comfort to know that there was no suffering. Next, she said that I helped him write books. And that is a yes. There were two small books that he wrote and I helped him publish them and get them on Amazon. She said, he's showing me cartoons, cartoon characters. Well, on the front of these books are cartoon characters. She says, there are things on Amazon that are currently for sale of his And the answer is yes, those books are still on Amazon. She proceeded to tell me about our travels together, how we went on car trips, airplane trips, that we had been close a number of years, but not close the last few years. Of course, that was all right. She said he was very protective. And I tell you, he was. He was a private investigator. He was very protective of me. She said when we went for dinner, she says, used to always sit at the bar, not at a table. Absolutely correct. She said I helped him become confident, how I spoke to him, how I believed in him, how I helped him become courageous in things he was worried about. And yes, I helped him with several things and helped him get on a television show and a radio show. It just totally changed his path. And he became so confident, he actually got into politics. No matter how tough he showed the world he was, each one of us human beings all have our doubts and fears. And it really does help to have someone in our corner and someone believe in us. And that's who I was for him. So it was really nice that she shared that. There's some personal things that I won't share what she said. Also, what she got right was his sense of humor. My gosh, was he sarcastic. He was funny. He was outspoken. He was opinionated. He either loved him or hated him. And he didn't care what people thought about him. So she brought all of that out. She also said, he wanted me to know that he does not have a halo, that he is still no angel. And that made me laugh. There were promises we made to each other that she knew. There were travels that we had planned, that we had never taken, that she knew. She really could see, even though he had the tough exterior, he had a gentle and loving interior. And I know I'm sharing the story of someone, and it may not resonate to you because you didn't know him, or it may not sound specific enough. I'm not giving you all the details just to keep it personal, but I tell you, in my heart of hearts, she had him. And one of the last things she said was that he's going to stick by my side because I stood by his side. If you want to look up who medium Catherine Shirley is, you can see her website with her husband at thesoultrust.com. I sure wish mediums in the world were the same. And I have to be honest, a lot of the mediums in England have a code of ethics that no one else does. If you don't Feel you're getting good evidence in the first 10 minutes. You don't pay and the reading comes to an end. Also, readings are reasonably priced. You can get a whole bunch of information out in a half an hour. And don't spend more than $100 for a half an hour. If that could be a code across the board with people, I think the mediums would do fine financially. And I think people wouldn't be taken advantage of. Because I think in every industry, they are. I'm very passionate about raising the level of mediumship in the world, and it's starting with the classes that we teach online. Hopefully we'll have some certification in the future. So let's go for our last break, and then who knows what you'll hear from me tomorrow. You're listening to Shades of the Afterlife on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network.
2: Keep it here on the iHeart Radio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network.
0: Sander Champlain will be right back. The following is a high-five moment from highfivecasino.com.
1: I won! It. put down your phone. This is the army. Sarge, High Five Casino is a social casino. It's on your phone. goes wherever you go. I win three spins, cash, prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games. I want again. Platoon, present cell phone. High five. High five. High Five. Casino. Casino. Win at High Five Casino.
2: Come. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void are prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditioned supply. See website for details. High Five
4: Casino. Your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.
3: Thanks for listening. Keep it here on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. And now more Sandra on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network.
4: Welcome back to Shades of the Afterlife. I'm Sandra Champlain. I've got a little sleepiness in my voice. It is Friday morning and it's just about time for me to upload my podcast to iHeartRadio. So I just want to give you the updates since I recorded yesterday. I wish Michael had shown up in my dreams last night he did not. However, something interesting did happen. Before I went to bed last night, I just imagined him in my room with me. And I do believe with every fiber and cell in my body, when we start communicating with them and visualizing them, that's the knock on the door. I'm ready to talk and oh, they can multitask. They can be with us and be doing other things. I felt like he was right there with me. My imagination can certainly invent what he looks like and what he sounded like. But when I let go and stay in the present moment, there's this other feeling as if, how do I describe this? It's as if I'm witnessing him, not creating him. Hard to describe the feeling, but I talk to him. Grief is certainly present. And there's a missing. And there's um, apologies. You know, there's all kinds of things within every relationship that may not get settled if someone passes. So I was verbalizing those. And in my mind, I heard apologies back. I heard silly things he would say, but not like I was inventing them. It's just like they were there. At one point, I was reminiscing about some of the trips we took. And the different beaches we went to all over the place. And I said, oh, when we were in California, we never made it to a beach together. And all of a sudden, in his voice, I hear, oh, remember, we took the bus to Manhattan Beach. And that's where we got the great hamburgers. It was right there. Now, as I'm talking to you, I'm also getting, and don't forget, we went to the magic show. We rented a car and we drove down to, I think it was Redondo Beach, and we went to the comedy and magic theater. Isn't that interesting? Not looking for it, and it just shows up. Pictures show up, feelings show up, memories show up, just like that. Again, the brain wants to try to convince me this is all my imagination. It's all made up. But... Yours truly, right here, has been on this journey 25 years. Plus, actually, I have witnessed miracles. I don't know if you follow my other podcast, We Don't Die Radio. I try to keep it different from this one, although sometimes there's some guests that overlap. So I'm going to do a little bit of cross-pollination right now, just to share with you some things that you may be interested in if you're looking for a loved one in the afterlife. The first one I want to mention is episode 370. 370. It was with Stephen Simon, who was the film producer and the creator of the film with Robin Williams called What Dreams May Come. The title episode is called What Dreams Have Come because his wife has passed. He feels that she's a very big part of his life now. He hears her voice in his mind. He can feel her presence. And I, for one, am interested in going back and listening to that episode now that I have a male friend who is in that world. It's a powerful, powerful episode. And he has written a book about it called What Dreams Have Come. Also, on my most recent episode, 384, Tina Taché wrote a children's book helping kids with grief and also to let them know that their loved ones are around. She has received some wonderful communication and signs and even heard some things from her brother who has passed. And within each one of us, adults is a big kid And it's one of those flip books, so you can read half of it and then flip it upside down and read the other half. And so one half is about communicating and knowing that our loved ones are in spirit, and the other side is honoring our grief. One more I'd like to recommend is episode 383 with Jan Warner. She wrote the book Grief Day by Day. She also has a Facebook group, of almost two and a half million followers. Her Facebook group is called Grief Speaks Out. Jan believes that her husband is with her. She shared in that episode such touching stories of knowing he's with her and also how to deal with grief. I was busy this morning packaging some things to mail and It was freedom for my brain because I wasn't experiencing grief. But all of a sudden, the thought popped back in, Michael's gone. He died in a car accident. Oh, my gosh. And it took something to remind myself what I'm up to. Honor the grief because you know it. I know it. It's automatic. The only way to the other side of grief is right through it. And it stinks because sometimes if you hear of someone else's loved one who passes, it just brings the grief right back. The best thing we can do is to understand it, be armed with things we can do proactively, like journaling, like going outside for a walk, like meditation, like listening to some empowering podcasts that talk about loved ones still being alive, having tools to connect with them, listening to music, Being in the present moment, and in that moment, you may see them in the corner of your eye. You may feel their presence. You may smell their cologne. All signs from them that they are here. There's one thing I have not yet tried with Michael. I just thought of it now. To sit and invite your person to walk really close to you. Close your eyes. Take some deep breaths. And ask them to step really, really, really close, slowly. And see if the hairs on your arms start to stand up. Depending on the relationship, you might want to ask them to touch your head, put a kiss on your cheek, maybe a kiss on the lips or a kiss on the forehead. Ask them to stand back. See if you can feel the difference. Ask them to stand forward again, move forward. I wish there was a magical recipe for this. But as in any relationship, there are two people involved. Both need to be willing and able to do this. I know that there are people that were really outspoken in life. And I think those are the type that become really outspoken in death. When we have our Sunday gathering each week, there are some people that come through more often than others. And I'm thinking, well, they had a really outgoing personality. Whereas someone like my grandmother is the type that would let everyone else go before she did. I'm also tempted to rejoin our Thursday mediumship class with Carrie McLeod and Philip Dykes. When you learn mediumship, It's a very safe place to practice with other people. In fact, we have a Facebook group and people from all over the world that are students say, hey, is anybody available two o'clock Eastern time on Monday? And you can meet however you wanna meet on Zoom or a phone call. And you get to practice your mediumship on each other. Very safe. Mediumship takes time. It's not something you can just take a weekend course and that you have it. And we also recommend that people start with our psychic course, because once you start working with people soul to soul, and you start understanding how your soul picks up information and communicates information, and then you have a a live person that can say, yes, that's true. Yes, that's true. Then you use that same psychic faculty and you trust when you turn to someone in the spirit world that that information that you are being shown and feeling is accurate. My grandmother has never come through in a big demonstration with people. But in the Thursday classroom, when we're in those breakout rooms and it's just one-on-one with another student, she's come through. I've had friends come through, family members come through. Sometimes nobody comes through as depends on how we're feeling that day and how the sitter is feeling that day. But each one of us has the ability to use our soul powers. It takes being present. It takes doing exercises like sitting in the power that I mentioned. Well, you can hear about it on episode 93. It takes that commitment and it takes wanting to be of service to other people. And when you give, you know, you also Receive. So, those episodes I had told you about, you can find them all at my home base, which is WeDon'tDie.com. Just click on radio shows and you can scroll down and listen to Tina Taché, Jan Warner, or episode 370 with Stephen Simon. And there's so much more. Please remember to join our Sunday gathering. It's free. And you really get to witness the love coming through from the unseen world. If you're experiencing grief right now, a big hug to you. Please be sure to go to the store page, use coupon code FREE, and get a copy of my audiobook, We Don't Die. It's on how to survive grief. So with that, I want to remind you that the great George Nori will be in Everett, Washington coming up. And you can meet him and some other great people. Be sure to check out what's coming up at Coast to Coast AM and just click on the events page. I want to leave you with this quote because remember, the mind will want to fight and say none of this is true and it's all your imagination. So listen to this. Whatever you hold in your mind will tend to occur in your life. If you continue to believe as you have always believed, you will continue to act as you have always acted. If you continue to act as you always have acted, you will continue to get what you always have gotten. If you want different results in your life or your work, all you have to do is change your mind. So I'm Sandra Champlain. Thank you so much for listening to Shades of the Afterlife on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network.